Hello, I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel, Luminous Star. All of you who are current subscribers, thank you so much for sharing your stories and inspiring me by sharing your stories. Also, keep sharing your stories because you don't know who's going to resonate with your stories. So keep sharing your stories, keep motivating and inspiring me to thrive forward and keep this channel, Luminous Star, active and keep inspiring the world with your stories. If this is your first time visiting Luminous Star, welcome to Luminous Star, and why don't you join the Star family by hitting that subscription button below. We would love to have you a part of the Star family. Today's video is about why it may be a lot easier just to numb out. It's not the most productive thing to do, and it's probably not the best thing to do, but sometimes it's very easy to just numb out. That's today's video. Don't forget to check out the description box below for further details. Also, wherever you may be, I wish you the very best. Please share and like this video. All of you who are currently watching, I want to go ahead and forewarn you there may be a few things that I'm going to be discussing in today's video that may be a little bit disturbing. So please, again, mind the description box below and don't forget to share and like the video. I'm Luminous Star. Welcome to my channel. Stay tuned for the video. Hello there. This is Luminous Star. Welcome to the channel. Why it's easier to emotionally numb out. I'm going to be going over a few points as well as a few tools. Please mind the description box below for details such as references and resources. First point, due to projecting guilt, shame, anger, and unresolved trauma onto others, cluster B personality and or narcissistic parents can cause various types of grievances to their children. The aftermath of years of exposure to dysfunctional behavior patterns within a dysfunctional family can be lifelong if not resolved. Poor coping skills can compound various challenges and issues within a dysfunctional family and other unhealthy relationships. Next point. Narcissists and those who have a cluster personality often make extreme attempts to avoid resolving deeply painful personal issues, which stem can from which can stem from his or her <laughs> childhood. Humans tend to be creatures of habit. Yes, we are. <laughs> Interrupting dysfunctional behavior patterns is very challenging and often avoided, sometimes at all costs. Dysfunctional behavior patterns, which remain intact, are passed on to the next generation. Next point. It is easier to emotionally numb out because others within our family and those we choose to invest in relationships with have done the same for a long time. One becomes conditioned, groomed, and accustomed to such dysfunctional behavior patterns as children. The strong desire to connect to others is so profound that most individuals continue to follow the dysfunctional behavior pattern regardless of the cause. Next point, building a support base which consists of counselors, life coaches, doctors, clergy, mentors, teachers, trusted family, and trusted friends can be proven to be a game changer. However, one can experience many challenges along the process of healing and thriving past the aftermath of trauma due to unhealthy relationships. Challenges can influence fear, doubt, frustration, and unwanted emotions in those who have chosen to heal and thrive forward. Emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, and psychological discretion, along with discipline, may be necessary in order to ensure success in healing and thriving forward. 
emotionally numbing out will periodically seem to be a solution due to the stigma of having been traumatized. Pause. I think this is the highlightable point in the entire video. Simply because when we start to thrive forward and when we begin to heal, okay, once we make that decision to heal and thrive forward and we're working our, and we're working our support base, here's something else that happens. Sometimes we're going to become uncomfortable, maybe even doubtful and fearful because some of us are still in relationships with the cluster P personality and or narcissists. What does that mean? That means that we're going to have the flying monkeys around us. We're going to have the enablers of the narcissist and cluster B personality around us, especially right now during the family oriented holidays, such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we have new years coming around the corner. This is when this really happens, especially when you go no contact. So when you consider going no contact, and you begin to work your support base, a few things are going to happen. There's going to be a few challenges such as anxiety increasing. There may be a few of you right now who are already going through that. Sometimes you're going to feel a little lonely. Some of you are already going through that. I've been there, done that. Okay. It's not going to be very easy in the beginning. So emotionally numbing out. Yes will seem to be the solution. But I'm here to tell you that's not very productive. <laughs> it's not the best thing to do. Tempting? Yes. Productive? No. Will it help you to thrive forward? Absolutely not. It can actually put a real damper on a lot of things. Your progress for healing and thriving forward is not going to be very easy. So expect Challenges such as fear, doubt, frustration, unwanted emotions, okay? And also the flying monkeys, as well as those enablers that may come around to try to get you to come back into an unhealthy relationship. Don't give up, stars, especially my stars. Don't give up, okay? Keep thriving forward. So just keep on working your support base. So I like to say emotional discipline, Okay, this is when you use the discretion or good judgment to make sure that you are doing what you need to do to focus on your own healing and thriving forward. Again, emotionally numbing out will seem to be the solution, but it is not. Some of us have already faced the stigmas of having been traumatized or being in an unhealthy relationship. Not that we're being stigmatized for being in an unhealthy relationship. No, it's the aftermath. It's how people have been affected, such as being traumatized. Okay, that's one of the aftermaths. That's one of the effects of having been in an unhealthy relationship with the cluster personality and or the narcissist. Unfortunately, especially those who don't understand what that is or what that's like, there are stigmas that come with it. And I just want to go ahead and tell you, especially my stars, keep thriving forward. Keep thriving forward regardless of the challenges. Okay, let's move on. Signs and causes of emotional numbness, depression, anxiety, complex PTSD or PTSI. 
I usually like to say PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury. Drain energy, imbalance hormones. Believe it or not, the hormones can absolutely affect a person's emotions, whether they're male or female. Trauma, mental illness, emotional illness, spiritual confliction, dissociation, addiction, and grief. All of these can cause, okay, and be signs of emotional numbness. Okay. Tools. Take steps to keep despondency at bay by finding activities within your community that are productive, constructive, and enjoyable. Next tool. Gradually spend less time with those who bring you down. You do not owe anyone who has not demonstrated being trustworthy any explanation for your choice to do so. Next tool, become mindful of what you tell yourself about yourself as you practice mindfulness. Next tool, if you need help keeping despondency at bay, ask a professional for help or ask a trusted friend. Next tool, increase your knowledge by researching the effects of dysfunctional toxic relationships or families or dysfunctional families. Last tool, learn what healthy relationships are and seek to invest in them as you increase your knowledge of self. Let's move on. Critical questions. First question, how have you been keeping despondency at bay? Next question, how much time, energy, and finances do you spend on those who have not demonstrated that he or she is trustworthy, yet alone emotionally safe to you. Next question. What are your personal definitions of forgiveness, love, and relationships? I think this is the highlightable question right here. Okay, next question. What are your coping skills for dealing with painful experiences? Last question. What does your support base consist of? Who is involved and why? Last critical question. What does your support base consist of? And I certainly hope you have one. <laughs> okay, I really do. Because dealing with the aftermath of an unhealthy relationship with a cluster B personality and a narcissist is not a cakewalk. It is not going to be easy. So the support base is very important. Who's involved in your support base? Believe it or not, some people have gone to people that they thought were trustworthy to help them cope and deal with the aftermath of the unhealthy relationship with the cluster B personality or a narcissist, only to find that it was a mistake. So who is involved? Because after all, you're the one that's going to be navigating your support base. So do you have a life coach? Do you have a mentor? So who's involved in your support base? Very important. And why are they involved? And why aren't they involved? Okay, so whichever way you look at it, why are they involved? And why aren't they involved? Because again, it's up to you how you're going to navigate your support base. This is your life we're talking about here. This is your journey to healing. So yes, you are the captain of that ship. <laughs> okay, so you can go, for instance, to a clergy and you can go at the same time. You can go somewhere else in your community and see a mentor or see a life coach 
or go to art therapy. There's so many things that can consist of your support base. First question, have you been keeping despondency at bay? Or pardon me, how have you been doing this? Okay, very important. Sometimes our coping skills can be very destructive, such as self-medicating, not judging, just telling it like it really is. Okay, it's so easy to just emotionally numb out. That's a coping skill that is poor. We're humans. We have to feel. <laughs> okay, some of us find it very easy to just numb out. Been there, done that. Okay, so I, I absolutely understand that. By experience, I'm here to tell you it's just not the best thing to do. So check out how you have been keeping despondency or depression or the blues at bay. Second question, how much time, energy, and finances do you spend on people who really don't appreciate you? People who are not trustworthy. And the family-oriented holidays such as Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. We're spending time. We're spending money, right? <laughs> and how many of you are spending energy, time, and money on people, yes, even some of the family members, that really don't appreciate you. They may have a cluster B personality. They may have a narcissistic personality. So that, hands down, is a relationship that is very unhealthy. So how much energy, time, and money are you spending? All right? Got to watch that. <laughs> Next question. What are your personal definitions of forgiveness, love, and relationships? Yeah, this is the highlightable question in my opinion. Because when we are in relationships with other people, how many of us really stop to think about or even compare with our personal definitions of forgiveness, love, and relationships are? This is the number one reason, in my opinion. Well, no, I take that back. The top three reasons, forget top ten, the top three reasons why a lot of relationships fail because the personal definitions of forgiveness, love, and relationships are very different. The contrast is like night and day, yet we're trying to have the relationship. We keep emotionally investing in relationships with people that we do not resonate with. That's another top three reasons why I think relationships fail is because there's a lack of resonancy. People don't relate and they don't resonate with one another. They, they attempt to relate. However, some of those people, they don't resonate with each other. So they're always bumping heads. <laughs> okay. So what are your personal definitions of forgiveness, love, and relationships? And just one thing I want to say about forgiveness. When we know our personal definition of forgiveness and we compare it with the traditional definition, sometimes it can be quite frightening how different it is. Some people place conditions on not only love, but forgiveness. Okay, so what is your personal definition of forgiveness? Some of us who are behaving codependently or we used to behave codependently. One of the things that we all have in common is that we place people before us. Their needs, their desires come before ours. So when it comes to contemplating forgiveness, guess what? We place their needs and their desires before our own. So when contemplating forgiveness, one of the first things that I do is I check out where I am in my healing process. Very important. 
I think this is one of the number three reasons <laughs> when contemplating forgiveness, it is so important to contemplate where a person is in their healing process. Some people have forgiven and found out, oh, they made that decision too soon, especially when it's a narcissist or a cluster personality that we're forgiving. Yeah. So check out where you are in your healing before you absolutely make that final decision, whether you're going to forgive or not to forgive. Next question. What are your coping skills for dealing with painful experiences? I mentioned this before. Coping skills are not absolutely 100. They aren't. Because some of those coping skills can be just that. We're coping. We're going from day to day. We're not actually healing. We're just going along. We're just going through the routines. Yeah, just taking one step at a time, but we're not actually making progress. So coping and healing are two different things. So if you are a person who's healing, that's because you're working your support base. I mean, you're milking it for what it's worth, okay? You're not just coping. You're not just going from day to day. You're not just doing enough to get by. That's coping. And all of the coping skills are not constructive. Some of them are destructive, such as being a person who is self-medicating, maybe even self-mutilating, okay? Maybe this is a person who's a cutter, all right? I feel nothing but compassion for you. Coping skills are very important, yet when we choose to heal, that's even more important because when we are going through the motions, sometimes we do numb out. We do emotionally just check out. We numb out, yet we're saying we're coping. Yeah, we're not healing. A person who's healing, they're doing more than coping. And not only that, the coping skills are constructive. And they're not emotionally numbing out. That person who chooses to heal, they're not doing a whole lot of numbing out emotionally. Even though sometimes it'll be tempting. But he or she chooses to not emotionally numb out. They feel their feelings. They critically think. And they are mindful. All right? So let's move on. References and resources. You can find the references and resources in the description box below. I want to thank everybody for joining me. I'm Luminous Star. Stay tuned for more videos.